just wanted to just touch base with you. And there's been a lot going on in the world lately. So just curious, you know, how you're doing and how you're hanging in there and self-care. What does that look like this this time of the of the year and with everything going on in the world? How are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, I was, I, I, I don't even think I was focusing on that because it was nice to be able to be with, um, to be with family over time. And I think, and through that, I was continually aware of um, appreciation, feeling fortunate of knowing there are a number of people who couldn't um, get together with family. Like I know for you, since they're not, so a lot of your family aren't in the state, I didn't know if you were really able to get together with anybody. And so thinking about those sort of moments um and and being grateful for that so a lot of the time through the holidays and i love christmas um so that brings me a lot of brings me a lot of joy um christmas and you know putting getting to put up the tree with with my dad and we've had the same christmas tree my whole life and oh wow yeah we do we actually got into a discussion as a family about um kind of you know artificial tree versus um kind of the real tree and um, that all of us prefer the artificial that, that we've had for my whole life and that it works for us and um, my parents growing up with real trees and why they don't want that. And um, one of my um, mother's family members, their house burned down as a result of having a real tree. <laughs> and so she was telling that story to sort of say, yeah, we don't, we don't need real trees. And I've helped family move real trees in and then had to clean up the mess that results. And yeah. um, so, but just fun to be in that, that Christmas time, Christmas spirit, the, the traditions of it um, was just, just really always nice and, you know, makes me aware of my age, but that's okay. It's in a nice way to see, you know, like I said, the tree that's going strong after many years and uh, the ornaments that have been there and are still hanging on after <laughs> so many years and adding, adding new ones to it um, has, has been has been fun. And then of course, I got my the gem of my Christmas gifts, um, my my baby Yoda. And so that 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 makes for a fun experience. So it was really a good, good several couple weeks and and going through that that Christmas season and watching some of the various Christmas movies. I love that watching It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street and some of that and then family people are into some of the Hallmark movies, so that I'm not, and then I'm like, oh, do I want to watch these? But, <laughs> but hey, they're all happy. So. <laughs> and, and, you know, we need that sometimes. I'm definitely in the Hallmark cheap holiday movie because sometimes I need that break from reality where I know they're going to end up together, they save the town, you know, the, <laughs> all of that will happen, and yeah, I love it. And there's, you can only get it limited time. I think that's also what adds to the intrigue from like Thanksgiving to New Year. There's like, it's holiday Hallmark movie mm -hmm. season. So yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how were your holidays? Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. It was good. We, we did um, make the journey to Ohio very okay. nervously, but safely um, and drove and, um, that was an experience, right? It's COVID. So going into the gas station, which I love road trips because that's what I allow myself to just any snack I want. I watch my collet bar and a Pepsi. Sure. Why not? You're on a road trip, right? So I really love being able to stop and eat junk food. 
on road trips, but I noticed anxiety, which I don't typically run anxious, but like getting the mask and, you know, I have a, a daughter. So getting like the seat covers, I bought these disposable seat covers to put down for her when she uses the potty and, and her mask. And so running into something that used to be really fun, I was like, I'm not even looking at snacks. I'm just going in. We're going to do this, you know, and get out. But once we got to Ohio and it snowed on Christmas, we had a white Christmas, which I mean, you loved about, it. Like, <laughs> nostalgia. Talk about like, you know, loving it. it. It snowed enough for us to make snow people and like have a snowball fight. So it was really nice. I think how difficult the semester had been and just, you know, so many changes. It was nice to be back in the family home. We don't keep, we haven't kept the same tree forever and ever, but the tree that we used to have has been passed down to me and my family. So we have, we had that tree here. My parents opted for a smaller tree, um, but it was just nice. It was nice to be around, yeah, folks and, and just, there's always the storytelling, right? You know, with black people, we have the oral tradition. And so, yeah, stories come out about, remember that time when, or I remember Christmas when we were eight and all of those things. So it was just really a nice time. Um, yeah, I was curious as you were sharing about like ornaments. Do y'all have any traditions? Um, because I, we have an ornament tradition that I wanted to share, but was just curious from you all, do y'all have traditions like that that you were able to engage in? Um, yeah, we have, well, we just have things that have traditionally been there really for my whole life. And so I can't remember, I don't know if my grandmother made them or someone, I don't know who made them. And my mother, if she was to listen to this, might smack me if I, for not knowing who this is, she might be like, how do you not know? But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know who made them, but we've had forever, um, stockings with kind of each person's sort of name on it, the mom, dad kind of stockings and we had them for my grandparents and that kind of thing so we've been putting those up so we have sort of the things I don't even know if I always think of them as traditions as much as they just show up all the time the stock thing <laughs> the same stockings are there and they've been there my entire life and then there's ornaments of like some of the like Looney Tunes characters that we've just had forever and some of them are in worse shape than others but they're they're going strong or I know I joke and say where's the where's the Spider-Man comic book that's sort of like a little book in an ornament form of like Spider-Man. So we have that. I've had that pretty much my whole life. Um, so we have definitely some ornaments and other things um, for Christmas that are there every year, really. It, it would almost be, I probably would only notice if they weren't there in some ways, some of the time. Because yes. um, they're just sort of always there. So I think that those are, those are some of the traditions because um, some other traditions have changed because of, you know, time passing, people passing away. Um, that's changed traditions because traditions that were more strong were things about um, like my grandparents who my mother's parents who were in North Carolina would come to New York. So that was one of the few times a year they might come to New York or we would come to North Carolina um, or there was a big tradition of we would host Christmas Day for the family. Christmas Eve was at my grandmother and my aunt's house um, with um, where it would usually be a really big party. And that's where you would see the even larger family, the family 
don't see that often. Um, and my, my dad's family could really party. People knew how to like close it down. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that would go, that would go late into the night with, with great music and some da- and dancing happening and just a lot of festive um, sort of thing. So that was always special. So that, that, that tradition, so the tradition of getting together. And so who that is now, how big it is has shifted. We also, we got to do, even though it was only the, the four of us this year, um, we did a game day after Christmas this year. And we used to do that as a tradition for several years of getting family together, having a game day, playing, um, you know, like tic-tac-toe, or we always laugh about, um, kind of what's the Steve Harvey game show that family feud yeah we would always laugh about playing that together and where the family you know on there they everybody claps and says good answer even when it's a terrible answer we're the family that would make fun of people for the answer of like that's awful terrible answer (laughs) so so it was nice to get to you know have some of that tradition of just playing games the day after and spending time together that way and we like some different games so you get a little different flavor of kind of what we're playing from i love a game called seen it which is about movies and answering questions related to that and then my mom tends to be very into um sort of brainy games where you're making words scrabble and those kind of (laughs) games and stuff so everybody got to pick their their game they wanted to do and we had a we had a really good time so those are some of the the traditions, I think, or traditions kind of coming back um, that I really value and stuff. So you said you have an ornament tradition? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear traditions were able to, even though there's so much, right, changing in the world that you were able to still have your game day and things like that. So we have my nuclear family, if you will, has an ornament tradition where every year we'll pick an ornament And then my daughter's godmother sends her an ornament and pajamas every year. She's only three, so we've only got three years worth. But it's just a sweet tradition that her godmother did with her. So it's just nice to pass that on. But my family of origin, so my parents, my sisters, my siblings, we have a few traditions. One of them is matching PJs. So each family, so for instance, my nuclear family, my sister's family, um, We'll pick a pattern or pick a design, and that's what we wear Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. So it makes for really nice pictures, but it's also just something cool to kind of know what year, what what pattern, you know, you'll choose. And then we've been eating the same breakfast. This tradition probably outlasts any of the ones we had. <laughs> probably half of my life, where my youngest sister um, makes homemade, she's the baker of the family, right? So she's the one asking for KitchenAid stuff, um, you can buy her any, she's every appliance known to man, but she makes homemade cinnamon rolls. So she'll wake up early. I helped her this year. I don't normally, I sleep in typically, but this year I said, I want to learn the recipe so I can start to incorporate it in, you know, my family. She's holding that recipe tight, but I think I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up about 4 a.m. to prep, right? And so this is the yeast, this is the flour, this is in the bread machine and, and all of it. And it rises. And so um, I messed up a little bit. She had asked me to cover it with plastic. And then I didn't know it was supposed to. I wasn't thinking yeast, it needs to rise. So I was going to just pop it in the oven. And (laughs) while she took a shower, this was about 6 a.m. And so we thought, okay, people will be waking up soon. She happened to come out and say, where are the rolls? And I said, oh, they're in the oven. She goes, no, they have to rise for 30 minutes. 
So we took them out of the oven, they rose, they were good, but I think the reason they, they weren't quite as they are every year was my fault. But we've been doing that tradition. See, she was always the baker growing up. So I want to say 50, easily 15 years, we have cinnamon rolls as we're opening gifts. We're eating, you know, coffee now as an adult, but back then hot chocolate or whatever in our cinnamon rolls. So just sweet little things that it's nice to be able to include, like you're saying, like we were saying, even though so much has changed. I love the holidays for Everyone knows I'm going to be watching my Hallmark movies. Um, you know, my dad will be listening to Motown Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's some really nice ways that I was glad to be able to be back in that. And it did. It made me feel like nostalgic for, for the past. Yeah. Yeah, that's the power of it to just kind of connect you back to those memories, to at least for me, to what it means to be together, to those, to those really wonderful times and... Um, and yeah, so really yeah, appreciate those, those markers, like you say, of those consistent like traditions and, um, or even just getting into that flow of watching the very, you know, the different movies consistently or some of those kind of things is really, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun. And, and I think in, at the end of 2020, and there was a lot of just challenges to, to 2020 for sure. And so I, for me with watching Christmas movies and just the, the, time of it and being together it just it raises my spirits and puts me in that positive frame um that was really that was really good to be able to do and and have a little bit of our, our recharge um, yes. in certain ways yeah yeah we i thought of you when it snowed because you lived in ohio so you know how <laughs> it can be and it was I, I realized i'm a north carolinian now like it was pretty while it was falling and then I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Cause I actually have to go out and maneuver in this now. Now I'm driving around and I'm like, but I will say Ohio does a really excellent job of salting of, you know, the roads, the major roads were clear as day. It was really the neighborhood roads that were, that were pretty bad. But I was thinking about, you know, my partner's from New York. And so I was thinking about how New York snow and coal is just different. You wouldn't think it'd be colder in Ohio or that it, that it feels different, but there's a difference, right? In the way that snow falls in New York versus in Ohio, having lived both places, can you attest to the difference? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think some of the difference probably comes up for me for being at different ages in those places. Like you're saying, cause I mean, like you're saying as an adult needing to drive and then snow becomes much less enjoyable. Whereas if you're just getting to stay put, it can have a lot of enjoyment. When I was at, um, I went to UNCW for undergrad, and when I was there, um, it doesn't, Wilmington's weather is gorgeous most of the year, but um, it did snow a couple times, and one of the snows was just so much fun, because they, you know, there, they know they have to shut down, so any little bit of snow, it just shuts down, so no going to class and school and whatnot, so we were in the house, but it snowed enough to just, like you said, make a snow person, and so my roommate and I were out there doing that, and to just feel young again doing that and how much fun that was. And then we tell, I'll never be able to tell this in a way that makes it funny. It's one of those you had to be there for it okay. to be funny. But his now wife um, was over there. And at some point she was just outside running. Um, and we were watching her in the window cracking up just because of how she was running around. And she looked so happy, but 
I don't know where she was running, what was happening, but she was like running around the snow person, just sort of running in the snow. And it, it cracked us up to, to no end. We were, we still talk about it now. And I think we're the only ones who get how funny it is. You had to be there, but, but it's just those moments with, with yeah. the snow. And when you said that um, it snowed on Christmas, I just flashed back to being a kid and getting, waking up and getting, you know, Star Wars toys and then getting to go out in the snow with my, with my cousin. And then you're playing, you know, Hoth and playing like you're in Star Wars with, with the different things and how magical, how magical that could be, how much fun that can be. And then thinking back to, yeah, going sledding at my elementary school and there was a hill and it kind of aimed right towards the school so it sort of had an element of danger of there was a point at, there was sort of if you went down the hill and didn't stop yourself, you could sort of slam into the benches, but that sort of made it fun. Um, so I mean, <laughs> we're older, so I think some of that litigation and stuff wasn't wasn't as big a thing back in the day. So, <laughs> so there was there was that danger, but yeah, snow was really yeah really great and 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 stuff so it's it's a very interesting thing but yeah ohio weather to new york weather was very different i maybe have shared with you before the thing living in ohio i just found ohio to be grayer in the winter was some of the difference as well with the snow whereas i remember new york maybe it snowed and then you'd still have like a sunny sky with the snow there so that creates a different color thing different feel um, different feel to it but I'm really it's really cool that you had that that makes it feel like what I associate with Christmas in a lot of ways when you can have snow yeah. and what's really interesting is a friend of mine had said you know it hasn't snowed on Christmas in like a decade um, and so I was asking my mom I said is that you know because they live there I said is that true and she thought back she said yeah it's been at least nine years you know and she had some things marking that year that it snowed so it's just interesting. It was, it was beautiful. And it really started us, my family, in a discussion of like, what was your best Christmas? And, you know, it's interesting what stood out for different family members, because the Christmas that would have been my best Christmas, I thought was a shared. And it was a great Christmas. But, you know, to hear my dad say it was one where my cousins who live in Alabama, who had never seen snow, so they must have been young adults and and, and little kids they had come up to stay with us and it snowed and it snowed like blizzard conditions wow and they wanted to go out i mean they were like this is my cousin micah so if you're listening this is a shout out to you and your family but they wanted to go sledding they wanted to do all the things and we were unimpressed like me and my siblings were like <laughs> over it like this is a nuisance but you know we went out there with them and my dad was just saying it was just cool to see through their eyes similar to this um christmas scene it through my daughter's eyes snow i mean she was like so excited stood at the window like watching and yeah so it's it's it led to a really nice discussion around like what was our best christmas and we're just really fortunate to have had like you were saying earlier knowing some people either don't have safe family or can't be mm -hmm. around family we've been always fortunate to um to have had really, really, really good and warming experiences. So mm -hmm. recognizing how, you know, fortunate we are in that, but then leading to really nice discussions of it's not the presence. I remember some of the presence, but it's, mm -hmm. yeah, that togetherness, the traditions, the smells, the, you know, you can, I smell cinnamon rolls baking and it takes me to Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, I smell pine. I think about the tree, you know, those kind of things. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just it was a really, really nice trip and it really restored me, to be honest. And I'm hoping that as we move into 
this new semester in 2021 that lots of folks had a chance to just really be recharged. That's what it did for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm glad you got recharged. I'm feeling some of that, but really glad you got recharged. Yeah, I'm so tempted to ask you, I, I almost want to know the current state of like snow outfits, like what your, what your daughter had on growing up. I don't know if you had this, but we had the snow suit you put on where you couldn't move. So it was sort of like, it's once you're in it, you're like, and, and please, mom, get me out of this. I can't get out of this. You had those. <laughs> and so my, my very astute older sister, Nicole, um, she must have been watching the forecast because the, the day we got there, so we drove in on December the 20th. And when we got there, she she cut she came over my parents' house and she brought Michaela, that's my daughter, she brought her a snowsuit. And I thought it was clear skies that day. It was I mean it was cold, but it wasn't snowing. And I thought, okay, thank you. You know, this is thankfully she did because by Christmas Eve it was starting to really come down. So yeah, it's similar to the ones we had, maybe not as restrictive. I mean, she was able to move, but certainly they've got the the suit part that you you know, zip up and then the parka part and and boots. She had I had her, you know, double socks and boots. And by the time she had all that on, there was some difficulty <laughs> maneuvering. <laughs> yeah. And I realized once you don't live in that kind of snow, you forget all that you've got to do, right? Like I forgot, oh, I need like my thermals and like the thicker socks and so yeah, I wasn't out there very long because <laughs> I I didn't bring any of that. Again, the forecast wasn't that it was gonna snow. So um, but yeah, that's that's the current state of, of snow gear there. I think if we go next time and it does that, I will find a place to go sledding because that's a, a fond memory. Thinking back to what I was just sharing with you about what my dad shared was his favorite Christmas. Um we so my cousins and my siblings and I, they wanted to go sledding. We didn't have sleds. So we took trash can lids, right? And um, cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. There was a big neighborhood hill and all the kids were doing it. We weren't the only ones, but that was really fun. And mm -hmm. there is something to be said though about the energy of being a kid, because I think going down a couple times as an adult, I'd be like, all right, done, I'm cold, I need to go. <laughs> but as a kid, you could stay out there all day and all not right. you know, get get um tired so and you can resist injury easy <laughs> <laughs> i sense a hospital would be in my future if i did so that <laughs> Now, your family has, uh, and I'm not sharing too much, but a tradition typically of travel around the holidays. Is that correct? So, you know, COVID has obviously changed that, but what are some cool places you all have been maybe in the past when you were able to travel a little bit for Christmas? Yeah, we did. Um, we had that, that had come up in the last few years kind of to try to, to, to travel because of my obsession with, with that. Um, <laughs> so some nicer, and, and my sister had really suggested since we're off anyway, it's a good time to travel because you're, so you're sort of not, you're already off from work necessarily. So maybe you're not having to dip into like a lot of vacation to still pull off, to still pull off a trip and that, that kind of thing. So of, of recent times, um, the, the, the one that comes to mind as, as the nicest was we went to New Orleans on Christmas um, a few years ago. And so that was really just wonderful to, to get to be there. You don't get the snow aspect of things, but still just wonderful to get to be in, in New Orleans again. Um, I hadn't been back in, 
20 years or so because I went to Mardi Gras when I was in college and that was an interesting experience but didn't get to experience as much of the city it was more about the Mardi Gras aspect of things <laughs> um, so it was just really cool to go back and almost feel like I'm visiting for the first time in certain ways because of the kind of things we're doing and then um, it's I know we had a disappointment this year even more so for you because I don't know if you've been or when you would have if when that was but I know we had a conference there and that got canceled because of COVID and I was looking forward to that but part of what I was looking forward to was just the food there is just incredible and I had we, we had, had a list right yes we had such great food at, at <laughs> Christmas when we went that year and so that was just really really special and as I've gotten older you know not that it's it's always nice to to get gifts and what that represents of people thinking about you and and kind of expressing love to get you a gift especially one that that fits you in some way like baby Yoda um but but yeah I in some ways didn't miss certain gifts in that year because to have the gift of traveling which is a passion and to, and to be with people I really love it was sort of like I don't need anything else beyond this this is sort of like a fantasy in some ways or the gift I'd most want um, and so that that made it a really special special year um, and really really beautiful to get to to get to experience that so that was that was a lot of fun so hope we'll we'll see with with other with other years for for doing that and, and see what happens. Maybe I'll need to challenge myself. I never think to go to cold places, um, to go, <laughs> to go ski or, or whatever. I never, I never think of that. So <laughs> maybe, that maybe be. at some point that'll, that'll come up in, in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking about what you were saying about, you know, when you're with the people that you care about and you're doing the things you love to do, you don't, necessarily miss the traditional way of celebrating a holiday and I'm thinking about um, a couple years ago my family um, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday I love Christmas for all the reasons we mentioned but Thanksgiving yeah even more so than Christmas the smells the memories of cooking in the kitchen with family my mom my sisters I love Thanksgiving and a couple of years ago we went on a cruise a family cruise and it was really there lots of people were in my family my sisters mainly were kind of like is this gonna feel like Thanksgiving you know because we it was different but we just had such a nice time and we were together and you know the cruise ships version of Thanksgiving was not adequate at all but it was like that's okay we don't have to have that all the time right we have we're we're traveling with, with each other we're doing different things and so you know there was a there was a certainly that what you're saying around like you can still celebrate you still get that fulfillment in a different way even if you're not doing it in the traditional way so i don't know that we'll do that again but i certainly am glad we did it at least once um because it felt yeah it was really nice i love traveling as well you and i always laugh about our different vacation styles <laughs> where i just want to be on a beach somewhere with a good trashy novel some sunglasses the heat of the sun um, I can maybe be good for one excursion where I'm going and doing, but mostly I just want to be. And so that was really nice in that vacation to have some moments of just being able to, you know, get, dip in the ocean and, and those kinds of things. So that's in my experience, that's what makes a cruise really great for a family or a group of friends or whoever is 
that it allows people to be together and be a part at the same time of that you can be super active, especially in the day. If you're that person, take all the excursions they offer, and then you can come back and in the evening be together. Um, and then the other people who want to just chill out can do that too. And so I find the cruise vacation can be great because it can offer the okay. people who have different, different styles all of that because yeah if i'm if i'm planning it which is usually what's happening <laughs> then then we're doing go 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 we have to see all the things because the world is a big place and we got to yes. check all of this off so we can get to the next one yes you next one. remind me of my oldest sister she's uh she's in the military <clears throat> i think part of that it's just who she is it's separate from her identities but i think also she time is like a big thing so she will Example, same, same of cruise vacation. While I'm on the beach relaxing, you know, toddler playing in the sand, waves, she's done Segway tour, then a ruins tour, then an authentic food tour. I mean, you know, all of these different things. And so, yeah, there are certainly, like you said, there's something for everyone. And I love that because then at the end, we came together every night for dinner and to kind of catch up on each other's day. But if you wanted to be, you can be as active or as passive as you want. And I agree, it's, it's a nice way to kind of do both. So as we look into 2021, I'm really looking forward to, I'm trying to put this in, a, there, I'm hopeful that um, there'll be, because we've been in this pandemic for a while now, because we've adjusted in a lot of ways, I'm hopeful that as, start to get a little bit better. There's vaccinations on the horizon. They're here and we're starting to get that and things will start to open up maybe late summer, fall. I'm just hopeful that, you know, things will start to, in some way, in some way there's some things we shouldn't go back to, but I'm hopeful that we'll start to resume what we know to be normal. And just curious as you look into the future, because I wasn't able to, last semester, I couldn't look too far ahead. It was like, cope with what's happening now. But now I'm feeling like I can start to look ahead and I'm starting to get hopeful about what might be coming. Are you feeling similar, different? What, what are you feeling about this semester? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. I think I've tried to stay much more in the moment, not get too far ahead because of not knowing what's happening. Um, I did start to, well, I always have in my imagination about five trips planned anyway. Um, but I, I think I'd started to plan for the summer and, and, a, and a trip. And so I'm trying to hold on to that excitement while also be ready for that to need to shift because who knows about um, kind of where we'll still be with if hopefully vaccinations happen, but trying to go across borders and things, who knows? So um, trying to, because I remember how excited it felt when I started to plan and think more about the idea of this trip. And this tells you so much about me and all of this that I'm thinking about a summer trip, you know, like 10 months ahead of time, getting excited <laughs> and going into the, the minutia of it. But, <clears throat> but yeah, so trying to hold that while stay flexible and think maybe that won't happen. And so if it doesn't, what could be some other other ideas, but just nice to think about that and kind of connect to that, that excitement, um, that excitement going forward. So I've thought about 
thought about that piece of things. In a lot of ways, though, you're catching me on an interesting day because it's a lot of fun to be here with you and seeing you. And we're talking about kind of these wonderful memories and what the holidays meant to us and being with family. And so there was so much of that's wonderful about that. And then I'm juxtaposing that with the start of 2021 and what we saw yesterday in particular at the Capitol and kind of thinking about that. So as you asked me about the future, it is that element of that, of just wondering about, you know, the anxiety that seeing a scene like that holds um, for me and how I react to that. And it's, it, it was a representation of some of the anxiety and worries I've had over the last, especially four years, because that wasn't sort of a surprise given things that built, built up to that. And yes. I don't know what that means for our students and what we're, we're, we're likely to see, but um, it's another example of uh, something that can happen that can make it hard to feel to feel safe in the world. Yes. Um, and I think particularly, you know, I love basketball and love the NBA. And I thought that a lot of people involved with the NBA were really eloquent about speaking to what happened yesterday and, and their reactions and pointing out the double standard hypocrisy, the what if that had been you know, a lot of black folk marching and what people have, you know, just ended up being sort of calmly walked away or left there and nothing happens. And um, so, so that was, that's just an interesting thing as we move into 2021. And I think for me, it also brings up the sadness of the COVID period to some extent is I would have hoped that in this global pandemic, when we all have to go through this and are in some ways could be united by this, that we would have come up with a new, a new understanding of life and ourselves together, ourselves as an interconnected society. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would have hoped that that would transform us more than for the better than I think that it has. And so I have some sadness around that and starting 2021 um, and that that's, that what happened at the Capitol is sort of the representation of that. And it would be nice if we were in, in a different place. We were in a place of that it's okay to, to lose and not be a loser, to take that with grace um, and to be, to be bigger than yourself and think more about others. And that's, those are some of the negative messages that, I th that have come from the last four years in a, in a lot of ways is that it's been very much about just look out for just you um, and number one, and it's about selfishness and it's about cruelty. And that's just, that's just sad in a time when we should have all been reminded of mortality. We should have all been reminded of our interconnectedness. And so this idea of I'm good if I'm just good and maybe a few people close to me are good and then I don't care about what happens with anyone else. And we can't afford to be in that sort of silo because that's not how life works. That's not how especially a global world works. But mm -hmm. um, so I just wish there was more, there had been more change yeah. from such a profound, what seems like a profound moment in history, but it, it seems like maybe we still have more lessons to learn, unfortunately, or haven't learned maybe the lessons I would have hoped would come from, from this time. So starting 2021 with, with that in mind, as there's that hopefulness you mentioned and that hopefully, and that sort of ray of light with the vaccine and hopefully there'll be shifts in what's happening with, with COVID and that kind of thing. And, and well yeah. aware there's still some lingering things in a way that we have to 
yeah, have to deal with history, history immediately, history that's from long ago. And um, so, yeah, just, just feeling that, carrying some of that today as well as you asked me about 20, 2021. So I don't know about your yeah, reactions to that or what you're thinking about kind of as we go. So much. I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I noticed for me, I was actively avoiding. Um, I think I can easily topple into despair, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of me trying to sort of channel the, the positive was, yeah, feeling all the things. Yesterday, I was watching it unfold on live TV. Um, I had been waiting for Governor Cooper was going to be declaring some information about the vaccines and this was breaking news. So obviously they, you know, interrupted the program for this. And, you know, I kept hearing messages of this is not who we are and this is not America. And to me, that flies in the face of my experience of the history of this great nation we live in, which is the kidnapping, enslavement of millions of humans, the, you know, slaughter and and consequent encampment of you know native bodies here and so there was a way that it felt like a reckoning coming for maybe folks who don't have to think about racism or or um yeah they don't have to think about racism in that way that they kind of got to see that double standard they kind of got to it felt like this is what we are talking about. This is what we march for. This is what we say. And yet, and still, Anthony, there, I haven't, I've, I've had to just unplug from the news because mm-hmm. part of it is, you know, then you'll have people saying and rationalizing, well, you know, there's bad people on both sides. And what I saw flies in the face of peaceful protest from last summer and even into the fall where there was tear gas and rubber bullets. And I'm not saying any of that's right, but it's, it's, a, it's a stark mm-hmm. difference in how yesterday's rioters, protesters, agitators, whatever words you want to use, were treated versus how brown and black bodies are treated in this mm-hmm. nation. And so, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about that. It's been hard today. I was so grateful we had already pre-planned this because it had really been hard for me to focus today. Luckily, I had a lot of meetings this morning, and then then we had this. But in my quiet time, I kept coming back to, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's finally holding a mirror. And and so for some people, this is a day where they are really struggling with, wow, this is the the ugly side or the dark side. But it's like, this is us. Um, And so I kind of feel like the, I told you so. Like, I kind of feel like the the parent that says, I told you so. but, But there's no that doesn't even feel good, right? Like I can't even take solace in that or there's no like, you know, fun part of that. I just want us to do better. Mm-hmm. And I am hopeful. I don't think electing and, and installing a new president is going to instantly erase these things. I'm very realistic. I think, I hope we all are. There's a lot of healing that has to happen. There's a lot of naming that has to happen. Um, But also, I think, Anthony, I'm juxtaposing this with the work that we've been doing personally in our lives. So I think that this is is heavy because as a brown and black person, as a black woman, this is the, the, the lens that I see the world through all the time. And I'm always constantly aware of race. And here it is in my face again, even when I don't want it to be. So 
yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think watching it as it was unfolding was another kind of trauma too of like, I can't believe they're not detaining, arresting, you know, that I was like outraged. Um, and what do you do with that? How that sits in the body and what are the consequences of sitting on that kind of anger and sadness and um, frustration. And so I'm trying to, I've been really intentional about, you know, taking breaks and just body movement. Um, I've been reading some really good books and, and listening to some other podcasts. Ours is my favorite, of course, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are people out here doing the work of how do you heal the healers? You know, you and I go into session with folks and we hold their stuff and we contain them, but how do we then heal ourselves or who, how do we find containers for ourselves? So part of what I think I'm looking forward to in this semester and this year is trying to figure out how to do that better because I think when George Floyd was murdered this summer, which catapulted for lots of people, here's this b brutality that's in our face, even though again, it wasn't the first time it's happened before as black people, we know it, but here it is on a national stage. I think we were reactive and we, we picked up the torch and we, we just moved ahead and we just used that energy. And now I really want to be intentional about what do I need? because that's not a fight that's going to be easily won. And you can easily, I can easily wear myself out with, you know, all of the, the work that has to still be done. So I could talk all day about it. Maybe we need to, <laughs> to have a separate podcast about it, but I, I really, really appreciate you bringing it up because for me, there has been almost an active avoidance of it. Um, I went to sleep pretty early last night. I didn't want to kind of see, I sort of already knew there weren't going to be, I, I sort of guessed that America was going to do what we do, which is treat brown and black and white folks differently. And so I, once I was not seeing arrests made or people detaining again, I'm not in any way saying that people need to be hurt, harmed, or maimed. What I'm saying is people don't need to be hurt, harmed, or maimed. Peaceful protesters, right? There, there's a double standard here. And um, so, yeah, once I saw that wasn't happening, I went to bed, I took care of myself in that way. I woke up this morning, it was there everywhere. Um, and so I was just really trying to sort of like find the joy and find the, the, the hopefulness. And I did take off inauguration day. I'm very excited. Um, I'm gonna have my daughter here. We're gonna wear our blue and we're gonna have a little mini party because this is history in the making. And I'm very excited for you know, our president-elect and vice president-elect and the work that they're going to do and the platform that they ran on, I think is aligns with a lot of my values. So I'm hopeful, but yesterday was just a reminder of people want to say how far we've come. How far have we really come? Yeah, it's, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more with what you said about that idea of this isn't who we are, but it's, it's that weird thing of what's the, what's the saying, you know, someone could tell you who they are all day long, but watch how they actually act, watch how they actually behave. They'll show you who they are. And yeah. so it becomes when you keep having these instances, these horrible things, it, after a while, it becomes a little unsophisticated and a bit, um, and just a bit too simple and, and really doesn't capture it fully to keep saying it's not who we are because 
the bigger than we, this. We, we than seem this. to keep coming back to it, though, and having these things. And maybe it's shocking because, you know, have we ever been at a coup, be- at a attempted coup before? Maybe not. But we've been on the cusp or, there, there, you know, it doesn't take that long to get to this point when you've been sowing the seeds of hate and division and cruelty and yes. um, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I agree with you with that. And the need to um, the need to focus on what might I need to, to take care of myself right now so that I can be healthy to support others and to live life. Like you say, one of the frustrating things, but the things we have to also accept the reality of is that it takes work to change things. It, and so we'll take time. And so there is no magic to kind of take care of if it's, if it's racism in this country, or if there's other kinds of systemic things, there's just no magical thing we would like there to be. We would like it to all be different tomorrow, but that's just not, that's not the reality. That's not the reality of change. That's the frustrating thing, but it doesn't also mean that the efforts are in vain, um, that the, taking care of yourself is in vain, that the, um, the moment-to-moment interactions where you do something differently or help someone else think of these issues differently isn't, isn't important. Um, and, you know, the marching and the, the advocating and all of those things, it builds to something, but it takes, it takes time. Um, and, and I appreciate that in our students, their energy, and um, it's really historically been the youth who push change in a in a society, they have the energy for that. They have the hopefulness for that and the vision for that in a way that older people maybe sometimes lack. And maybe also they have the courage and maybe are less tied down by maybe as you get older, maybe you're trying to hold on to things, keep things the same. Um, and you're like, well, this is my little corner. I just want to protect that. Um, so that's one of the nice things working where we work is to see the student's energy um, to bring good things into the world. And so I hope that um, even as many of them are likely impacted similarly to us as we're talking about this, that hopefully they don't just sort of completely fall into despair in that way of like getting stuck in it. Um, you can feel whatever you need to feel, um, but hopefully also comes in kind of the idea of this other work and these other ways to approach life that can. Um, and so I, I hope for that and have seen that from the Carolina students before and so hope they can um, sort of tune into that and continue to um, continue to make continue to make things better make our society better make our country better um, yeah so that's that's where I put my hope as you were saying that I was reminded the one you know there were some bright spots and even with all of this you know um, the I want to get the, the wording correct. The Graduate and Professional Student Federation sent out a very clear statement condemning kind of the acts on Capitol Hill yesterday, and they mentioned CAPS, and they mentioned the Multicultural Health Program. So I want to just take a minute to kind of plug that. If you're listening and you're um, a CAPS or you're a UNC, sorry, student, that we, a BIPOC student in particular, all students are welcome through CAPS. All students, um, you know, please please connect with us. But we do have a program that's specific to our BIPOC students um, where we have therapists of color that can meet with you, whether it's through individual, we have certain groups that we can share about and then outreach opportunities. So we have the Multicultural Health Program. You can get more information through our website. 
Um, and we're happy to be there to support you. Sometimes you need to just feel heard and validated. And if, you know, whatever you're feeling, like Anthony said, feel the feelings. And I know even though I can lean to despair, I don't stay there. I just, am, you know, I, I might teeter on it a little bit and I might have to sort of over-focus on self-care a little bit to kind of bring me back to the center. And we can help you with those skills to do that. So um, some of the groups I'm thinking of as we are, you know, thinking about our BIPOC students in particular and how this might be kind of reliving some trauma um, and some re-traumatization of things that we might have seen in the past is our brother to brother group, which Anthony leads. Um, and that's for our, our black identified male students. Um, we have We Gonna Be All Right, which is a group that um, it'll meet later in the semester, but it's really just designed to be there as a container for all the things going on in the world. Um, and then we have Empowering Black Women, which is a group for, just as the title says, for black women. And it really um, is designed to connect, right? Sometimes we get pitted against each other and we get sort of the message that kind of the crabs in a barrel syndrome, right? Like I got to get mine. As you were saying, Anthony, forget about how you get yours. And that's really not as a people, right? If you go back to kind of the roots of who we are and where we come from, we're collectivists. And so it really is trying to tie in some of those cultural values of how can I empower someone else? And when I do that, that actually empowers me. Right, when I'm helpful or I, I validate someone or I gently challenge them to maybe think about things in a different way that I really get a lot from that as well. So those are just a couple of groups, uh, a few groups off the top of my head that we have. Please visit our groups page. We have an extensive, we have groups for everyone, no matter who <laughs> you are, what you present with, there's a group for you. And I think that is we are intentional about that because we want to be inclusive. We live those values of no matter what you look like, who you are, who you identify as, you're going to find a CAPS group for you. So please, if you're listening to this, check out our group's um, website. It's an amazing way for you to connect with uh, others who are going through similar things. And especially during a pandemic where you're not able to maybe physically be around people, this is a really connected way. Anthony and I both ran groups and can tell you, as a matter of fact, I loved running group virtually and I wasn't sure I would, but there was still a really nice way we were able to connect even on Zoom. It, I didn't feel like anything was lost. So I know I'm going on and on, but I really wanted to just, if you're listening and especially in light of the things that are happening in the world, whether it's COVID related, whether it's race, racism and racist pandemic related, whether just as other things that might be going on in your life, please know that we, we hear you and we've got a group for you and we're happy to help you connect. So you can go to the group page, fill out an interest form. Someone will contact you about next steps. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so happy you were going on and on about group. <laughs> I mean, means, I think it's important for, yeah. for students to know that we are, we're here, we got them, we can help contain whatever they might be feeling or going through. Um, particularly, we've still got days left before, you know, power is transitioned, and then we've got the time beyond, and we're still in a pandemic, right? So, Anthony is a group coordinator and can share with you the intention that we put behind our group's program. It really is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for mentioning that, Erin. And, um, and also to mention, you mentioned in the minority health program that um, 
to also mention all of the outreach work you do. And so, yes, students want students to know that they're welcome, can certainly seek out CAPS for if it's individual therapy, group therapy, those sorts of things. But as well, um, students, groups can request um, that we would also do presentations with them or workshops or interact with them outside of the therapy space, shall we say, and something that can still be therapeutic. Um, and so being together, um, forming sense of community, having things normalized, getting information around various mental health, which could include the impact of oppression, various isms, um, upheaval in society on mental health. Those are things that uh, the minority health program or other places within CAPS um, can respond to as well. And so would want students to know about that as well as the, the outreach that we do and that the specific program you mentioned and that you're um, connected to and one of the coordinators of can, can do and has been doing um, in time as well. So a lot of ways to get connected to uh, the offerings of CAPS that, that can be helpful for students. And, and we want that and we want, we really, our, our purpose, our mission is to help, is to help students succeed, to help students grow. And so um, there's a lot of ways to, to connect to CAPS and to benefit from uh, what CAPS has to offer. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, this has been so nice to talk with you, Anthony. I'm not saying we have to wrap up here, but I'm just, feeling really appreciative for this space. You know, it's something that we took on as a passion project and we did as many as we could when we knew we had a little bit of time and then we haven't seen each other in this format for a while, but it feels just like, yeah, like I'm in your office and we're having these conversations. So I just appreciate the vision for this and we're happy always to hear that y'all are listening. You know, people have been reaching out telling us that you're listening and you're enjoying the content. So thank you so much for listening. If there are specific topics that you would like to hear our, our thoughts or opinions on, let us know. Remember, this is not a substitute for therapy, but we are happy to talk about themes or kind of in general, we can talk about some topics. Um, so feel free to reach out through the website um, on the um, Feeling Seen. There's a link on our website to Feeling Seen podcast, and we're happy to try to feel, you know, fold those in as the semester goes on. Yeah. What the other things you hoped we touch on today? And um, you know, I was just happy to see you and and wanted to yeah hear how the holidays were. I think as we get more into the semester, we'll probably have some other guest speakers. I know I've been kind of tapping on colleagues to see who we might interview next because I think we all learn when we get to hear about other people's passions. Um, so yeah, this has really been yeah I feel really full and really fulfilled by this. Yeah, I'm glad, glad we really had this. Like we were saying, we hadn't really had, you know, much time. And it was sort of like seeing each other on the screen in interviews, but not really getting to talk. So yeah, it was nice to, nice to catch up. This reminds me again of what's hard in the, the pandemic. There's a lot of this that I've, that's worked for me from a working standpoint in a way I wouldn't have thought. Um, but it is hard not to go into the office and just have the casual okay, I just float to someone's office and get to chat with them and laugh. Um, that every that stuff has to be so intentional and scheduled. And I like scheduling, but <laughs> but still it's <laughs> so I'm glad we had this on on the docket, like like you said, and and stuff. And it was really, yeah, it was fun how we 
fun how we started to reminisce and, and have those memories and yeah and and whatnot was really was was really nice um well let's end on a lighter note too you know i'm looking at baby yoda and i'm wondering is this one of the best gifts you've ever received and can you share with us if not what was a a really good gift that was thoughtful anyone who knows you knows why this gift is perfect for you but i'm just curious if that if you feel like that rates in the top gifts that you've received oh that's a that's a great question. When I remember the gifts I received and when I got them, and, and I almost want to say, if I'm honest, no, because if I think about the the age and level of excitement relative to the gift, I'm not sure any gifts I get as an adult, even though I I very much love this gift. I don't know that any gifts are quite as good as as being the kid waiting for. Did I get the transformer? Did I get the, Did I get the Star Wars thing that? Yeah. that I wanted but I, I was I did especially yeah I, I did especially love getting this gift and I was sort of my family can have a thing of people try to keep the gift they think will have the greatest impact till the end and so uh -huh. I'm sitting there like did really no one get me this <laughs> and, gotcha. and then here it here it is so and then actually weirdly you were asking about traditions one of the funnier moments from this year was actually um there's a tradition of my mother gives me candy corn on christmas okay. usually and so i had finished open it would usually be in the stocking gifts we start with those and then move on to gifts under the tree okay. and so um i had finished with my stocking and i hadn't gotten any candy corn and I sort of looked around, and now I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I think I gave a little mini tantrum of like, <laughs> where is the candy corn? <laughs> and why am I not receiving this? And then it was there, and it wasn't where I thought it would be. Okay. And it eventually showed up, but it was sort of amusing to watch my reaction of, to the point of, you know, traditions and how much they can mean to us of what it means to get that gift from my mom. And it was like, it was a thing of, why is this not happening? Where is this? <laughs> I had to like, I had to bring it back together a little bit. I, I, sort, of, I sort of fell apart for a moment. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now that. she knows how to psych you out. So now you've given your <laughs> All she has to do is leave it out and then here comes the, the drama and then she can say, actually, I was just messing with you here. And, and, and she would do that. So... <laughs> <laughs> So we will not be telling her to listen to this podcast episode. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to arm with that sort of information, but you asked about like the, the idea of the gift and which one makes the most impact. And I'm not sure if I could pull out a specific one, but I will say in a general theme, I mean, it's nice to, nice to get gifts, nice to have that appreciation. It's also really, I love giving gifts. And part of what I love in that is figuring out not what maybe was on a, someone's list or they mentioned, but knowing them enough to pick out the right thing. And so I think those are the gifts I especially appreciate is the one that I didn't say or wasn't on a list. And it could be super small, but it just tells you this person has been paying attention to me or this person mm -hmm. sees me in some way. And that's a big, I think that's what's powerful. And what we get to do professionally is to provide that in various spaces of what it means for people to be seen. Um, and that's why we call this podcast Feeling Seen. And so I think that that's um, 
the best, the, in many ways, the best gifts is those unexpected ones, the ones yeah. that say, I wasn't anticipating getting this, and maybe it's something that really costs $2, but it's not about the cost. It's, wow, you knew I liked that. You knew this would mean something to me and thought about that, and you were thinking about me when you did this. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what has, has the most impact. I agree. You know, I was thinking about that for myself, even as I asked you and I thought, yeah, I got really nice gifts, but I think when a gift lands, a gift you purchase someone else lands and yeah, they have that moment of like, wow, like you thought of me. And so for me, my daughter is really into PJ mask, right? I mean, I don't know how much you know about this. I just learned about it recently, but <laughs> the band of nighttime superheroes, the regular kids during the day that turn into superheroes at night and they save the day and she's really into superheroes now and we encourage it and so i saw on amazon a superhero kit where it was a cape a mask and you could decorate the mask and an armband and it was the last minute like oh i'll get this it wasn't the big things that she was really excited but the way that gift landed the way she didn't want to take her cape off the way she got to be a superhero with the gear now was like, okay, ma, I nailed, right? Like I nailed that gift. So I agree with you. It's, it's about thoughtfulness and what will work. And it's not always what's on a list. Those are nice too, but it's paying attention to the little things, which we're probably because we're therapists, we probably do a little bit, maybe, maybe I won't say better, but we're more in tune to that than maybe others are. But I agree. And when I receive gifts that are similar, that are just like, oh, that was really thoughtful. You remember when I said I wanted, you know, this particular nail color or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's those moments that I think really, really last. And so I'll leave you with the image of a little three-year-old on Christmas morning. It's snowing. She's got her superhero cape and mask and wristband, and she's just superheroing it up. And it was just, it was a really, really good um, experience. Wow. For our first podcast of 2021, that is a beautiful image to, <laughs> that is a beautiful image to, to leave on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you listen, if you watch PJ Masks. Apparently they've been here for a while, but it's a cute band of superheroes and they're nonviolent, but they, they kind of can come in, in and fix the, fix the messes up. So super, super cute. Um, yeah, we thank you all so much for listening. Again, we, we're, we want to know you're listening. Please like, let us know that you're listening and what content you want to hear. And uh, we hope you have a very prosperous 2021. You'll hear more content from us. Um, but uh, yeah, this has been Feeling Seen.